The other day I went into Gap to buy some shorts. I never wear shorts. Shorts are for little kids and people at the beach. I don't wear shorts. But it's so hot here that I finally capitulated. I said, I got to buy some shorts. It's so freaking hot. But you're never going to see me in shorts. Actually, if you're watching this on YouTube, you only see this from the chest up. I am currently not wearing shorts, but I should be wearing shorts. Um, so anyway, I went to the Gap and I picked out three pairs of shorts and I headed up to the register. And the shorts were 16 bucks a piece, which is absolutely incredible. And this is the Gap outlet. It's not the Gap. Okay. $16 for a pair of shorts. 48 bucks. There was like 10% tax. Came out to 54 bucks. And the cashier says to me, she says, do you want to open a Gap credit card? You can save $12 on today's purchase. And I said, no, I don't want to open a Gap credit card. I don't. And she said, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I am sure. I do not want to open a Gap credit card. So then I go to pay with my credit card. And on the pin pad, it comes up. And it says, do you want to open up a Gap credit card? They asked me three times. Three times they asked me if I wanted a credit card. And the answer is no, I don't. To, it, to save 12 bucks, $12 to open a credit card. Okay. What is going on here? Well, my guess is they make a lot more money financing shorts than they actually do selling shorts. Okay, because... I don't know what the profit margin is on a $16 pair of shorts, but you don't get to whatever they make in revenue a year, a billion, two billion a year by, by making $3 on a pair of shorts, okay? So they're making money off of financing the shorts. But it's funny because they say you can save $12, $12, you can save $12. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Think about this, all right, you sign up for this credit card and you, sway, you save $12. And then the next time you go back into the store, you use the credit card and you charge up a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff. Then you forget to pay the bill because it's a new credit card. Then you get charged some interest and you get charged interest on interest. And after a while, you owe $500 in interest on shorts. But you save $12, but now you owe $500 in interest. That's how they get you. you know. It is the worst deal of all time. You should never sign up for store credit cards. Um, I guess there's there are some exceptions. And I did do this one time. I did this one time. I signed up for a Saks Fifth Avenue card because I went on a huge shopping spree at Saks Fifth Avenue. I spent like 5000 bucks, And signing up for the credit card saved me 1000 bucks, And it was worth it. For 1000 bucks, it was worth it. And I still have the card. It's been 10 years. I still have this card. And I just used it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I bought some stuff online. Or was it? I don't remember when I used it, but it doesn't matter. Um, but that was worth it to save a thousand bucks. And it's a place that I shop. But for 12 bucks, it doesn't make any sense. So $12. And you have to be in a pretty desperate situation where $12 is a big deal. You know what I mean? And, and in a sense, if you think about it, they're preying on the unsophisticated, you know, for somebody who is for somebody, $12 is a big deal. 
and they're going to sign up for a credit card. Like, yeah, they're preying on the unsophisticated. So blah, blah, blah. Debt is a source of financial stress. By the way, opening a new account is a big deal. Any new account, you know, they, they, have, they have to check your credit. You know, if I, if I asked for a credit card, they would have checked my credit on the spot. They would have done a credit check which would have shown up on my credit report, which is derogatory information, and your score can code down as a result of that. So how much money are you going to possibly spend at the Gap? I mean, that's the thing. Like, okay, I, I hardly ever go to the Gap, but let's say I got all my clothes from the Gap. Like, how much would I spend at the Gap in a year? I mean, first of all, it's not that expensive. Maybe I would spend like a 1000 bucks at the Gap in the year, you know? I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Long time ago, I had a Banana Republic card. Um, that's when I was skinny and I could fit into their pants. There's nothing in the store that fits me now. It, not a chance. So uh, I didn't use it that much and I canceled the card. And probably the only thing I ever would use is a John Barbados credit card, but they don't have one. So... But decisions like these are the difference between being smart and being dumb. $12 is like flypaper for idiots. So now there's also the idea that you, how many credit cards do you need? Like the answer is three to four. You need three to four credit cards and that's it. You don't need 10 credit cards. That was like a thing in the 80s. Remember, they used to sell those wallets, those gigantic wallets that had all those slots for credit cards you would see people rolling around with like 15 or 20 credit cards. Those days are over. People don't do that. I wonder how many people actually have a Gap credit card. It's probably not that many, but I could be surprised by that. I don't know. So here are my rules for credit cards. Don't put stupid stuff on credit cards like tattoos. Carry around cash so you're not putting, on, putting stuff on credit cards. Check your balance once a week or more so there are no surprises. Pay off your bill every month. If you have credit card debt, pay it as quickly as possible. It's not a magic money machine. It's not a magic money card. Using a credit card is so easy, but paying it off is so hard. Having said that, I don't want you to be one of these people with no cards, like the Dave Ramsey people. That's not an answer. Um, that is not a habit of highly effective people. That is a habit of people with no money. Okay. So I, I know lots of successful people. Okay. In all different occupations, they all have credit cards. <laughs> successful people have credit cards. If you don't have a credit card, you're just not participating in society. You're off the grid. Okay. And maybe, maybe you want to be off the grid. If you want to be off the grid, be truly off the grid. Go live out in a cabin in the woods with some canned peaches and beef jerky, okay? But, you know, to live in a town or a city and to go to Chipotle and to go get gas and go to the car wash and whatever, and you're trying to navigate this with cash, like, it just doesn't work. You cannot be financially off the grid. So don't do it. Uh, I'll tell you the story of my house for a second. So I bought the land for the house in 2020. The land is doubled in value. Um, we got an estimate on the house. It went up 20% because we had bad soil. We're borrowing money for a construction loan. 
Uh, it's, uh, you know, you know what's funny? I mean, I have to be perfectly transparent here, right? Because what do I say? Blah, blah, blah. Debt is a source of your financial stress. And yet I'm going deep into debt. I'm taking out a giant construction loan. And guess what? It's causing me stress. It's causing me stress. So I have to ask whether the stress is worth it, okay? Like all this heartache that I'm going through, I have to ask whether the stress is worth it. And I have a couple of thoughts on this, okay? And these are not rationalizations, they're thoughts. They, you might think they're rationalizations, but they're not rationalizations. Um, when you take out debt, what you are doing is you are placing a leveraged bet on yourself that you will continue to work hard and make money and your income will go up over time and things will get better. It's, 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 it's optimism, actually. Debt is optimism, okay? Now, we're not all debt. I mean, I'm not talking about going to, you know, title loans and stuff like that. But debt is really a bet on yourself. So the other thing is, is that a lot of things are accomplished in this country with debt. Like you go to a city, you walk down the street, you look up at the buildings, all the buildings were built with debt. Everything in that city was built with debt. You know, it's incredible, right? So lots of people complain how much debt this country has, but we absolutely have the income to support it. And I'm not talking about government debt because we don't in that case, but household debt is in pretty good shape these days. Debt is actually a good thing if used responsibly, but it can be very dangerous. So in taking out this construction loan, I'm making some assumptions about my business that it will continue at least on the pace that it's on or something close to it. And I have some other stuff that I'm working on. I'm working on a book. Maybe the book is a hit. You know, that's a possibility. Uh, if one of my books sells a million copies, then that pretty much takes care of the house. I don't have to worry about that. And if all else fails, I have the assets to pay for the house. And then I will own a really expensive house and nothing else. So, but as you know, I am very financially conservative and this is a big leap. And like I said, my whole shtick is about not increasing your financial stress. But if you have goals, you will have to increase your financial stress to meet your goals. So... And it's weird because I went for a really long time without having any financial stress at all. I paid off my house in like 2017 and I've been debt free for five years. And I'm talking about no financial stress, like absolutely none. And here we are. So I hope all this made sense. Makes sense to me. Anyway, don't get store credit cards unless you're going to save a giant amount of money, not 12 bucks. You can always cancel the card later, I suppose, but a lot of people don't do that and they end up using it and they get scummed. So thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.